Guys, how's it going? Welcome back to another episode of SoCal Watch Reviews. Miguel here, P. Ross. How's it going, buddy? Yo, yo, what's up? What's up? What's up, people? We are in the building. SoCal Watch Reviews podcast. Banging! Can you guess the episode, Ross? 60. 60 episodes. Insane, man. Insane. 60. Yeah, absolutely. So we've been wanting to talk to 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 our guest for a while. He is right, extremely right. entertaining. I love the guy. Absolutely. Um, super, super member of the Watch Fam. Do the honors, P. Ross. Yo, listen, we got a brother here. You know what I'm saying? From the UK, in the building. You know, uh, we wonder why he's so mad. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, why is he so angry? We have Russell. The mad watch collector in the building. Yeah. I love it. What an intro. That is superb. Yeah. What a pleasure it is to be with you two boys. Yeah. The pleasure's all ours. Oh, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Absolutely. No doubt. So why don't you um see for everybody listening or watching that doesn't know who you are, which I'm sure a lot of our followers follow you and vice versa why don't you do a quick intro who are you and what are you about and <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got that long Miguel. <laughs> uh well i mean i i started a, a youtube uh watch review you call it a watch review channel um in march yeah. which was lockdown number one in the uk and okay. in, um and it was spawned out of frustration p ross and miguel out of um um, one being bored, um, two right. running out running out of puzzles, um, <laughs> three <laughs> three. Um, I love watch reviews. I love um, watching and, and listening to reviews, um, listening and watching. Yeah. Um, but I felt like I could give something a little bit different to um, the watch family. Um, I, I felt like I could I could do some information as well as entertaining. Um, and I thought, I thought that if I, if I want that, surely there's at least one or two other people in the world that, that like that as well. So, you know, that's what the aim was to like, at least, you know, to get at least two or three women, um, interested into my, uh, watch reviews as well. Mm. <laughs> women, huh? Wow. Mm. <laughs> Goals. <laughs> exactly, yeah, you, should, yeah. you should see my stats, man. My women, uh, subscribers and oh, followers man. are... So slim. I know, I know, I know. No, but yeah. That's cool, man. That's cool. Well, before we move forward, let's do a wristwatch check. Ask our guests, what are are you wearing? I am wearing the watch that started my proper collecting about four years ago. I am wearing the one, the only, SKN009. Nice. I still got it on the jingly jangly. P. Ross, I still got it on there. Jingly jangly. Man, I can't get it off that. I can I can't it's so comfortable. So comfortable, and, right? And yeah. As as I don't have any arm hair, still haven't started to grow it yet. Um, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't hurt any hair. It's mm. I love it. I love this thing. Don't um, worry, you'll hit puberty pretty soon. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's fine. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. But no, I love I love this thing. 42, I think it's 42 millimeters. Yeah, it is 42. Yeah. You know, for, for, for a watch that big on my six and a half inch wrist to not look that big um, when I look down on it um, is something that Seiko do very well. I, I, 
I agree. It's so funny. Actually, my first watch that got me into proper watch collecting is a 007. So <laughs> yeah, man, such a great watch. P. Ross, what are you wearing? Me and Tina, me and Sertina, you know what it is. Sertina, oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Nice. Yes, sir. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Well, you, you had mm. to join the club, P. Ross. So Mr. Russell is wearing a Pepsi. I haven't worn this in a long time. Q Timex. Oh, oh wow. Nice. Q Timex. I don't wear this. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that looks uh, good. That looks good on you there. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. I never I never wear it, but uh definitely a a, a good watch, a, a Miguel, solid what's, watch. What's 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 the bezel like? What's the bezel action like? It, so it's it's a dual turning bezel, but it does not click. So the automatic yeah. version clicks the okay, unidirectional. Okay. This one oh, doesn't, what? it's a friction. So you see I can't I, I can't turn it because I don't <laughs> I don't wear this watch much, as you can right, tell. Right. I've had it. I've had it since the first round, no, second round when it came out. So yeah. I bought it at retail, right? I didn't pay crazy prices, and I just don't wear it for whatever reason. But every time I do wear it, there's a certain charm to it, and I'm yeah, like, no it's wonder. Fun. It's really mm. fun. Do you have it? Have you owned it? Have you? I've, played I've, with it? I've, I've worn it, and I, funny enough, I didn't really get to play. I think I played. I must have played with the automatic, um, because my bezel clicked. The bezel clicked and I really liked oh, the action on okay. it. So it wasn't for long and it was a guy that I didn't really like too much. Um, but um, yeah, okay. I noticed on his wrist, he had a, a Q-Timex in the automatic. I thought, wow, you're into watches. Um, and it was um, a friend of his gave it to him and he didn't really know too much about it. So Got it. Uh, hmm. Yeah. No, I understand lovely. that. They're nice. Cool, cool, cool. Was that the Batman, the automatic? The it probably M was because yes, it was yes, M78. Yes, yeah, it was the Batman. What was it, the M78, 76? I don't, like Ross, I don't know too much about it yeah. uh, just because I didn't really want to speak to him for too long. Um, <laughs> long enough to get the watch off his Right. <laughs> on mine. Right. Um, uh, I should have just ran. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, um, but, yeah, they're nice. I, I do want to get a couple of those in and have a good look. Yeah, because um, I think I got, I got the Coke. Yeah, I got yes. Oh, yes, yeah. I've, I've seen a so, review from you, man, yeah. on, on on at least one of them. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, Very man. Cool. Nice. So, my first question to you is going to be, why did you start a YouTube channel? And you pretty much answered that, which is <laughs> awesome. But let me ask you something. So, what got you into watch collecting? You said about four years ago you really started watch collecting. But what what was that spark for you, and and, and what did it? Um. Yeah, so I've always been into watches. Um, even as a kid, I remember buying my my um, CA53W, the calculator watch, and right. mm -hmm. I've had a number of F91Ws that looked like it. I can't remember what the references were, but I've, had, I've always had a watch, a thing about time, and always had just a thing about wearing a watch. Um, sure. It spawns from James Bond um, back in the 80s, watching R Roger Moore. Roger Moore was a big part of my life because my mum and dad, my mum loved James Bond. And it was the late 70s, early 80s. And it was the Moonraker and all that sort of stuff. Um, Live and Let Die is my favourite Bond film, mm. um, just because it brings back so many good memories. It's a, it's a, it's a, to watch it now, it's, it's laughable, but but it's it was awesome at the time. And I wanted to be James Bond, and I wanted to be. Um, wanted, I wanted. Yeah. I know. And I wanted to have that um, that five five one three reference uh, Rolex Submariner. Um, then it was my granddad that got me into Rolex a bit more. I'm a tennis coach um, by day, usually not in lockdown at the minute. And growing up um, watching tennis in the nineties, the early eighties, and the nineties, um, Rolex was heavily 
plastered right. all over of them. Course. And yeah. um, Rolex was definitely proper. It was to me at first. I thought Rolex was um, English, English heritage because <laughs> it's got the racing green of Wimbledon and stuff. So this is all this is all going on in me. Um, um, I got a uh, an Apple Watch, a smart watch. <laughs> um, I got a smart watch about five, six years ago. Okay. Um, and it broke. And then I thought, well, it, my, my smart watch is broke. I'm, I'm going to get a new one. I actually got it for Christmas. But I thought, I'm going to buy a new one. Then I thought to myself, now, listen, hang on. Um, if I pay, if I buy £400, if I spend £400 on a smart watch, What's it going to be? How much is it going to be in two years time, three years time? Right. Am I going to be able to sell it if I want to? Am I going to be able to keep it and then in 10 years time wear it again? Or is the software going to mean that it's outdated? It's not even going to turn on. Right. Um, and also, um, uh, I was thinking about, I was getting older and I was thinking about kids and I think if I could pass some things down to my childhood. My wife has jewellery. Um, I don't have any jewellery and I thought, I'd love to pass on down if and when I do get um, kids, right. I'd like to pass on down um, something for them, you know, and, um, and that's what started it. That's what started me getting into mechanical watches. That's also awesome. the, the thought of um, just uh, metal parts moving at one with each other to no batteries. I just thought, Oh my, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to look into more in it and I, and I fell down a huge, huge rabbit hole as we all do guys and uh, uh and yeah that was four and a half years ago and now i'm got a youtube channel that's awesome man and right I, i'm i'm sure that kind of leads us into our next question about what p ross is going to ask you with tgb because i'm sure he had some kind of influence in your in that skx i'm assuming oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah absolutely so what was it like interviewing tgv and how did it all come about um Congratulations, by the way, because oh, yeah, sure. not, not, he doesn't collaborate with a lot of people. So. No, <laughs> right. no. Well, I'm, I'm a fan of um, TGV purely for the, there's a number of facts. I liked his taste of watches. I like his taste in watches, particularly he's got a very small wrist, uh, just like me. He's got a tiny wrist. So when I was looking at his wrist checks, it felt like it was my wrist check as well. So I could tell whether it was going to look good or not look good. Um, right. He loved Casio. He loved Seiko's. Um, and I was the same. I, I loved the same sort of stuff. Um, he was an English guy um, in New York. And I absolutely, I, I love America. I, I, I absolutely love it. And I loved the fact that he was a Brit in America. Um, I love the sound <laughs> of the NYPD going past his, right, uh, right. his, his apartment <laughs> yeah. all the time. I love all that. And um, yes, I mean, he, he used to, he talked about the Seiko SKX a lot. And uh, it was yeah. one of the attributes of, of, of me getting the watch. Um, I, I'm a fan of his, and I pretty much always had a little comment on his shows. I, I like what he says. I, I think his production's really good. It's, it's, it's definitely got better and better as production of his editing and things. Um, I liked him as a, really, as a character and as a guy. Um, and I, and I, I had a YouTube channel out, but I never promoted my YouTube channel to him because I... I don't feel, I didn't feel, no, that's just, don't plug for no reason. You know, I didn't want to do that. I, I right. would just like to talk to him as a, as a, as a, as a man to man. And um, he actually just 
clicked on me after a comment that I said. I can't remember what the comment was that I said, but it was obviously decent enough for him to click on my icon. And he found that I had a YouTube channel. And then and before you know it, he said I'd, I'd subscribed. Um, and he said not wow. many YouTubers actually, uh, YouTube reviewers actually watch his shows, which I found very hard to uh, believe that he said that. Maybe it's um, reviewers don't, don't tend to um, comment on his shows. But um, anyway, yeah, he said it was a sub subscribe. Then I did a mad chat, a live chat, a, a, a couple with um, Average Joe Watch Reviews and um, Matt at Beer and Watches. And he left a little comment saying, I'd like to do that sometime. No way. And so, yeah. And so I said, uh, okay. So I thought to myself, well, hmm. I'm not going to ask you straight away because that seems like I'm sort of begging straight away. Um, but uh, <laughs> but secretly, he, you really wanted him. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I, I always thought that these live shows I was going to build up to, you know, the likes of, <laughs> likes of TGV, you know what I mean? Right, right. Um, and I just and I just said, um, would you like to be on the Mad Chat? And he said, I'd love to. And I, I, I thought, that's awesome. Let's put a date in the diary. And then Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt. We're in. And, and, and um yeah, it was a pleasure to talk to him. Man, how, how did that feel, though? How, how did it feel actually talking to the guy? Were you, were you nervous? I mean, uh, I, well, to be honest, he came onto the, the stream very late. So, my, so I, he came onto the stream with about a minute to go before we were to go live. And um, I was, my excitement, it probably showed us excitement. I was excited and relieved <laughs> that I'd been saying that um, TGV was going to come on the mad show, on the mad chat. He never he came. At, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I'd have all these people in the comments going, we're waiting, we're waiting, what's going on? And, and if he never turned up, I'm, I'm truly grateful that he did turn up. And um, it, it was amazing just to see him talking in his war room, um, you know, just having a chat. And he was a, he's a top guy. He's brilliant. That's awesome. So, so question, have you guys kept in touch after? Yeah, yeah. We've, we've kept in um, touch with a little bit. So he, I think he wants to do some sort of collaboration or something. I, I don't know what it is. It's, you know, it's got no benefit for him doing it with me, um, which just shows you that he obviously likes what I'm doing. And, and I, I truly appreciate that. And, um, We'll see. We'll see. I'm not. I'm not um, risking anything. I'm not um, betting anything that he does. I'm. I'm truly grateful that he came onto the mad chat. And if I don't get anything else with um, with uh, with TGV, then that's fine by me. But it was a pleasure. Right. Uh, we would. We would love to have him on the podcast. I know some other big podcasts have tried to try to book him, but I guess he hasn't really agreed to to go on. But. We will see, right, Piraus? I mean, we, we're... You never know. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Oh, man. Well, I, I again, so I'll reiterate what I said earlier, that I, I love your your show. And I <laughs> I did a thing yesterday with Average Joe, and I, I think you were there. It's so crazy, right? Yeah. So Average Joe Watch Reviews jumped on IG Live. And I happened to be on IG, Instagram, and I saw that he had a live video or live stream. So I click on it. And funny enough, he was talking about the Q Timex, right? That his fiance was, he thinks he was going to yeah. get surprised by it. And it's funny because he, he's like, hey, what's up, Miguel? He shot me out. He's like, hey, do you still have yours? And I was like, oh, actually, I, I do. And he was asking me a few <laughs> questions and I was answering. I'm like, let me see if I can request being live with the guy. Like, I've never done that before. I wasn't even yeah. ready. I was just kind of sitting around. And he admitted me right into the into the chat. I was like, "Oh crap! All right." <laughs> so we talked for God, like almost an hour, and it was awesome. It was just wow. off the cuff. It wasn't planned, and it was it was a great conversation. You yeah, know what I mean? Cool. 
but um in that video i i i saw you obviously in there and i um I mentioned something, right? That my son, he's five years old. He actually yeah. loves your channel. The just oh, all the absolutely. crazy stuff that you yeah. do in the editing. He just thinks you're hilarious, right? And I, I saw the way. But my wife, and she doesn't say much about watch reviewers because she doesn't really care about YouTube, but she's seen me watching your videos, I guess, in passing. And she knows that I was gonna have you on and she goes, I really like Russell. He's he's a cool uh, guy. He seems he seems nice. I was yeah. like, well, that's cool. And I, I so do I. But so your persona on YouTube obviously you come across as crazy over the top doing all these things, but are you really like that all the time? Do you have an off button I, or I I I I'd like to think I'm I'm pretty much similar. I just um I I'm just don't have the edits. <laughs> I just don't do the edit the quick edits. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still walking around the house doing this. this, this, this. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got a three-year-old daughter that keeps me young. Um, nice. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tennis coach that is not working at the minute, Miguel, and I've got a lot of energy to burn. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, so I, 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 yeah, I love life. I, I've, I've, you know, I'm, I'm really happy and. Um, and uh, I just want to share my energy off to to everyone else in the world that wants to see it, you know. So nice. I guess it's I guess it's safe to say that it's you, but amped up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I would I would say, man. I would I would say, and um, I've always wanted to do um, sketch shows and things like that because I I, I really like. Um, I don't want to say it's performing. I've, I've, I've been a musician. I, I'm, I've, I've sang in front of loads of people. I've done amateur d dramatics and I've done speeches and things. And I, I, I like an audience. And um, whenever I do shows, I always think that I'm looking at an audience and I, I'm, I'm trying to be the best that I can. And I suppose you, you try and be you, but times two, um, uh, you know, and you just show the energy. And I know that when I teach kids or when I teach adults, if I show hyped up energy, then that oozes onto them and they get energetic and they get, they get, they, it just rubs off on people. And um, yeah. uh, that's the way I, I think of life really. Right. That's awesome. So were you doing editing before YouTube? Because your editing is top notch. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. No, I mean, I, I, I edited a couple of music videos before um, that I've done um, and syncing the audio with the, the video was, was, was a tough thing to do, but it got me introduced into it. Um, uh, so no, I, I, I purely, if you look at my older shows, you can see the improvements as it's gone along. Cause the first shows are absolute, I don't want to say a swear word on your podcast, but yeah, they're, they're not. <laughs> you great. can if you if no, you want no, to. No, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, they're pretty awful. They're pretty awful. But um, yeah, so you can see, I the 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 energy I, the energy comes down and up a little bit and flows. And I, nowadays, it's quite high. Um, it it flows down when it needs to. And if I need to be serious, then then I can do that. And I and I do do that. But. Um, yeah, it's just it's just learning as you go along. I think we're all the same, though, aren't we? With with this right. editing, oh, you know? yeah. um, we're just learning new things. What I try and do is I try and like my songwriting that I do is is that I'm all, I to myself I feel I'm only as good as my last song. Okay, so whatever my last song was, that's the best. And now we've got to beat it. 
So I try and do that with my shows. Can I improve it in a way um, that uh, is maybe noticeable to me, but not to you guys out there? But yeah, that's the, that's the way I try and do it. Mm. Do you go off the cuff or do you do scripts or? I don't do any scripts. The the only thing I do is when I talk about the watch, the, um, the spec check um, and the little notes that I have, the little words that make me go off on a tangent on, something else you know if i've got a little sketch to do like um there might be a a a joke that i want to put in there um then then i might just write down a couple of words and that'll jog my memory to do it um but no i I find that the best the best way to do the shows is just to do it off the cuff for me wow cool that's incredible (laughs) so what does your family and friends say about it um he was well listen um the thing about me, my friend, is that I'm quite creative. I'm very creative, okay? And I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm not single-minded. This is my problem. This has been my issue over the years, is that I'm, I'm, I, I think of some great um, things. I've, you know, I, I, I do so many. I, I do songwriting. I do drawing. I do, I do script writing. I do all sorts of things, but I never, I never stick to it, you know? I, I need someone behind me um, driving me, through and um so when i first did it they said oh yeah yeah it's funny isn't it yeah and it's like uh, thinking that yeah he's not going to keep going with it so right. um that's fine so they didn't really think too much about it um but now you know as i got quite a few more subscribers now and um i'm getting the likes of bright uh, bremont are sending me actual watches yeah, for review awesome. It's like, um, okay, oh, let's have, oh, actually have a look at him, actually. Let's have, no, let's have a look. And um, yeah, they're very supportive. Um, my mother-in-law is one of my number one fans now, which is fantastic. That's awesome. that takes mm. the female um, up a, up a right. couple more right. you know. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I think they're really supportive, P-Ross, and um, I'm chuffed with that. That's really good. Cool. That's so cool, man. Hey, P. Ross, is your family aside from your from your wife and your daughter? Do they know that you have a YouTube channel? Have you told yeah. all your family? Yeah, my family know. They don't too much pay no attention though. <laughs> but but surprisingly, like he said, my mother in law watches my stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so maybe it's w- a mother in law thing. <laughs> right, right. You guys want to hear something crazy? What's up? My sister, my mom, my dad, and pretty much all my family, nobody knows about this stuff. Really? Yeah. They don't really? I don't think they care and since we don't really have that kind of relationship, like they don't really know. Even my in laws, like I I literally just told my my father in law because I got some coffee. We're sponsored by this local coffee yeah. company. He's a coffee yeah. lover, right? Oh, there you go, roast. Yeah, yeah they're oh, here in California. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I I showed him that and he's like, oh, where's that from? And I kind of mentioned to him that I got it for free, right? And they were looking at me kind of weird, like my mother-in-law <laughs> and him. They're like, what, for free? How, how'd you, how'd you wow. do that? I was like, oh, I have a YouTube channel. And they're like, a what? I'm like, YouTube, you know, that thing. He's like, oh, yeah. They don't know about the internet. So I kind of <laughs> briefly told them. They do know that I'm crazy about watches. That, that they do know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's it's. I guess it's interesting, right? And it's kind of sad yeah. that that you want to share this, like you guys, your passion with all your family, and they yeah. we want them to be proud of you. But unfortunately, I don't, I don't have that, you know. So it kind of sucks. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I'm, I'm gonna go I, cry I, now. 
I'll be oh, back. man. <laughs> Listen, you, you come back, you, you tell them when, you know, when you got your 10,000, your 20,000 subscribers, then they'll right. start, whoa, hello. Right. Thinking, Don't you worry about that. <laughs> yeah, that's so and, and strangely enough, I have more friends that actually watch my stuff than family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Weird. Weird. That's yeah. crazy. And, and then what, what's so crazy about my wife is, is if, if like, let's say I'm watching a podcast on YouTube and then she hear my voice, she'll say, oh God, I got to listen to it on TV and I got to hear your voice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, and she said, I hear you all night long and I can't sleep. <laughs> I'm like, wow, what the? Like, what's yeah. the problem? She you can't get I mean? away from you. Can't get away from you. So I know I know how to shut her down, just turn on one of my videos and leave the room. You know, so that's so funny. Uh, well, the weird thing is, my as I've got um further and further with the YouTubes and I've got the you know, been fortunate to have TGV and, and other guys coming up yeah. and, and things like that, my wife has suddenly got really interested in you know, what are the competition doing and, uh, uh, you know, what's other reviewers like and, and things mm. like that. And I'm, I'm really, she's critiquing me as well, which I'm not too <laughs> massive on, but I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's nice that she's, 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 um, she's interested in watches. Well, nice. I think she's going to have a really hard time comparing your stuff to anybody else. I don't think anybody's <laughs> right. doing what you're doing, which is yeah. awesome. You know, Absolutely that's, not. That's, that's the beauty of YouTube, right? It's that you could be as creative as you want to be, you know, and do whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, man. So I, you just started during quarantine, right? The YouTube channel. Yeah. So what are your goals for 2021 now, as far as social media goes and, <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because I um my first goal was to get was to get the monetization. Okay, that was the okay. first goal because it's because it. it's because it's a set goal. It's one thousand subscribers and four thousand watch hours. You know, mm. it wasn't because I knew at the end of that rainbow the monetization would be nothing, but it was a goal to reach for. I guess I guess the the next goal for me is to get to two thousand. And then it's just every thousand, really. I'm, I'm not, pro I'm not projecting too far ahead, um, and uh, I'm not giving myself a, a hard target to reach or a low target to reach. I'm just, I'm just saying, right, let's get to two. Let's let's see what happens at two, and uh, and then we get to three thousand. Hopefully, you never know. But um, yeah, I mean, I I'm just, I'm just, I want to improve each time. I want to um, uh, I, I want to engage more with 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 more people um, because the one thing that I've truly appreciated doing these things is the amount of amazing people in the watch family that want to chat about watches, which is fantastic. Yeah. If you haven't got your family to talk to, we're here for you, Miguel. Do you know what I mean, Miguel? I we're appreciate that. You know, <laughs> appreciate and um, yeah, that's that's something that to, I've, I've absolutely loved over the last seven, eight months doing that. Um, so there's not a specific goal. Um, it's just to, just to, just to hopefully get better and to get in front of more eyes. That's, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. So how many videos a week would you say you you're putting out versus how many do you want to put out? Is it, is there? So good. It's a good question. I just started, I've just finished a short. I don't know if you know about these YouTube shorts, um, but they're like little 50 odd second. You know um, what? I, I've seen a few people mm -hmm. doing them, yeah. but I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Well, well, so what you, is it? You, well, basically it's a, 
it's a video that is horizontal. So it's not landscapes, horizontal. So, right. it, so it fits on your phone. Oh. Um, and it can't be no more than 57 minutes long. Um, seconds? Seconds. Uh, seconds, sorry, seconds. 57 um, minutes is a long time. Yeah, that's a long time. <laughs> that is a long time. That's a long time. Um, so, yeah, and, and basically, and if you put the hashtag shorts at the end of the title, it gets put on YouTube, reads it, and it gets shown to a lot of people that watch um, YouTube videos on their phone. Um, and it's oh, okay. it, it can get put onto what is known as the short shelf um, which YouTube does. And um, if you look at Average Joe, he's done quite a few shorts. And there's one which is, um, he's done, it was 35 seconds long. And it was about his Citizen Eco Drive that he took the battery out and the thing still ran because of the mechanism inside. But right. that, that thing, that thing got, it's, it's still rising. It's got about 7,000 views on it, wow. you know, just out of the blue. Um, and, mm. and so if you get what that does, it doesn't doesn't do much for monetization or or for getting you money but what it does it gets people to see you and hopefully they can go onto your main um channel right. your main sh- shows and hopefully subscribe so right. i'm looking into that but that was a long answer miguel but, <laughs> but yeah but my aunt, sorry Piro, sorry um mm-hmm. but it two so I, I like to do a two a week two a week That's i like a lot. to do one yeah one at the one in the middle and one at the end of the week um, Very cool. Yeah, the, the yeah. thing I was just um I just saw it on Average Joe's uh he did one with the loom shot. A yeah. Shark. Oh yeah, yeah, the Christopher Ward. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. Didn't know I mean, about it, that, doesn't, it doesn't have to Me be. Either, it doesn't have do... to be anything. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be anything edited. You know, massively special. But yeah, get 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 it on there. Get it on the, there, and I could do shorts. I mean, Pete Ross, you know, you just go shirtless with a watch or go viral. Absolutely viral. Run around. Hey, Hey, whatever, whatever. Just get the views, get the views. So that's it. So goals for 2021 as far as watches. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I want your watch. You you keep putting it in front of my eyes, and it's which one the, me... the Timex? <laughs> no, your your SPB one four three. Oh, three. oh yeah, I love that man! Watch. Yeah, I absolutely love that watch. That is a that's a mid mid term goal of mine for this year. Um, I I probably would have had it already if if we'd not been in lockdown. I've sold a, a couple of watches, and I've got I've got money for it. I just I'm nice. not working at the minute, so I'm just holding on to the money just in case I have to buy rations with it, you know? Yeah, um, I get you. That is, that is my midterm goal. Great um, goal, by the way. Yeah, man. I, I, you I won't be disappointed. <laughs> no, no, absolutely special. I love the 62 mass. And I, I love, yeah. I love the, well, my favorite watch that I own apart from the Rolex Explorer, which is to do with my granddad and, and, and sentimental, but it's, it's the Black Bay 58. Just, yeah. I love mm, the what a vintage. Beauty. I love traditional vintage looking watches that have been, you know, made using modern technology and modern movements and things. I, I love that. Love you know that. what I love about you, know? you, to be honest, dude, that you have a pretty heavy collection, like low key heavy collection, and you don't flex 
anything because <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, Explorer, then you got the Tudor, you got Squally, you got Seiko, you got Cassius, you got all kinds of mm-hmm. eclectic things in your collection. Yeah. And we, we all know that that Explorer alone is worth a few thousand dollars, yeah. not to mention yeah. the Tudor. And you're so humble about it and you're just not flexing it at all, you know, and we love that about you. So. Uh, yeah, no thank doubt, you, no thank doubt, you. no doubt. Thank you. How'd yeah, you... I mean, I, 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 you know, when you feel these watches, you can feel a difference in them. Obviously, you can feel the quality and you can, you know, you can just hold one and you, you hold another and, and you can just feel that, you know, this is special. Um, just like in my channel, I don't want to not talk about anything. <laughs> Because I, I, even though we can't afford some watches like, uh, like I did a the Rolex Daytona, or I did the 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 AP, um, the AP which you know I'm never, I'm never gonna, never gonna own it. I'm so grateful to be able to hold it and to put it on my wrist and and to show guys. But you know, we might not be able to own these things, but we sure are interested in on what opinions are of it when we when we when someone do, does hold right. it, you know. And I and I truly respect that when I see reviews. Of, of watches like that you know how did you even go about acquiring like the explorer was that recent was that in the early collecting days it was 2019 okay 2019 um and it was it was it was money i've been saving um and it was my grail watch to be honest mm. it was it was a grail watch of mine it, it's it's my end watch it's the watch that i want to define me when i'm in my 70s that's that's the watch that I want to be known for and wearing a lot when I'm sort of walking and hobbling, hobbling <laughs> along in my arthritic knees, you know, and uh, <laughs> oh, um, uh, yeah, I, my granddad <laughs> passed away um, and he wore a, he had a, he's got a Rolex Explorer, a 1967 reference Explorer with a, with, on a ju- Jubilee bracelet. I've got a, a, a video wow. on my channel about it. Um, but that was the watch that I thought was the pinnacle of watches for me. It was a black dial, three-hander, um, Jubilee bracelet. I, you know, it's why yeah. I've got to have at least one watch with a Jubilee bracelet because of my granddad. Um, and he he, treat, he taught me a lot of life lessons. And, you know, I you know respect the guy a lot. Um, so I got that Rolex um, a little bit soon after his passing. And... Um, because I wanted it to, whatever time I would have got it, it would have meant something to me from right. from my granddad. But it was around that similar sort of time, and it's just very special to me. My granddad's George; his his name was George, and I, I just call it the George. And when I look at down on the on the on the face, he, it, I could see and I can hear in his voice say, "How much is that?" He never <laughs> really paid a lot of money. He paid sixty seven pounds for insane. a brand new Rolex in nineteen sixty seven. Wow. Um, yeah. What yeah, would be the equivalent yeah. of that in, in today's money? Well, I think it was it was quite a lot. It was quite a bit. It's nothing compared to nothing what, compared to what it is now. Nothing yeah. compared to what it is mm. now. But um, he he was a guy that wore Casios on a fabric strap that he bought for one pound, which is a you know for a dollar in a in a dollar shop in a pound shop. He he if it was broke, he would fix it until it was impossible to fix. So I, I was always very very weirded out why he would have a Rolex because my granddad was very frugal. Um, mm. He was a self-made man. Um, but I thought a successful man 
in my when I was growing up, a successful man, he gets a Rolex, yeah, yeah, and of that's course. what that's what it was. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, but, um, uh, yeah. So that Explorer was um, that's why I got that one. You know? what, whatever happened to your granddad's Explorer? It's, it's in a safe. It's in a safe. It's in a safe with my mum and dad's at my mum and dad's house, um, and it doesn't really come out that often. So who does it belong to? Does it belong to your? Yeah, it's my dad's. It's my dad's, and and mm. hopefully he doesn't pawn it off. Um, I, I doubt I, it. I, I, <laughs> I doubt it, man. I can't see. I yeah. can't see him doing that. Um, he was talking about polishing the crystal. No, um, don't do that. Don't you do that? Don't you um, dare! <laughs> oh, it's unbelievable! If you do that, the the price. If you wanted to resell it, goes down. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah. yeah. Wow. All right, cool. So, Japanese or Swiss? <laughs> um, I would say Swiss. Mr. Swiss? Ross. Yeah, at the minute, I go Swiss. Um, I personally haven't had enough high high end Japanese um, movements to uh, to make a decision on the Jap- on the Japanese. I- I'm going to have a grand. You're talking about watch goals, uh, Miguel, as well, but I, yeah. I, I'd love a Grand Seiko very soon. I think I'm going to get one in on the channel very soon and just to go into the research of, of how it was made and the spring drive and all that stuff. I might change my mind at the end of the year, P. Ross. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's yeah, what's I've, up. I've heard a lot of amazing things about uh, Grand Seiko. Never had the opportunity to actually see one in the metal, but obviously with my SPB143, that's not even a Grand Seiko, but I could tell the quality between that and like my SKX, and you could totally yeah. tell the difference between yeah. the yeah. levels. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, and, and also, you know, also with our um, Saab 033s, we got. Oh yeah, you you have the Sarv. Well, P. Ross has the Sarv too. Oh, here we go. But his wife took it, so his wife wife wears wears it. it. (laughs) Yeah, my wife wears it. She she looking at me crazy now, but she wears it. (laughs) Maybe she's looking at you crazy because you're wearing that hat. (laughs) Oh no, no, that's got nothing. That that could be it. But yeah, she wears. She took it from me, so. Man, seriously, let, let's talk about the Sarb. I mean, such a, now it's crazy. Like, I would not recommend anybody go and buy one, not for the prices they're going for, but for yeah. what the prices they were selling for. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I mean, incredible yeah. value. Right. Unbelievable, isn't it? Unbelievable. Such, oh, yeah. such a versatile watch. I mean, you could throw it on any strap, and it just goes with everything. So comfortable. Right. It's yeah. beautiful. I mean, I could stare at that thing for days, and it's just yeah. – I mean, I'm I when I had it for somebody kindly um, sent it in for me to review, and um, I wasn't taken in straight away by the Saab zero three three because um, I'm not a massive fan of the Dauphine hands. Uh, Dauphine hands. All right. I know, I know, I know, I know. I thought it was a little bit too dressy for me for my personal taste. Mm-hmm. Um, but but when I when I sent it back, I was pining after it. I was pining for it. I. Um, and looking at that dial from the macros that I did and, and the fact that you've got the chapter, you've got the chapter round, round the dial and, and, and they're loomed. This isn't a dress watch. It's, you've right. got loom on the mm-hmm. dial. You've got loom on the hands as well. And it's a good chunky bit of loom on the hands as well. Um, yeah, I, I, I was, I, I changed my mind. I changed my mind and I, and I, and I was just on eBay looking for it and I got a very good deal. I don't know if I would have, um, uh, you know, paid the silly, silly amounts for it, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I had the chance that, to snap one up. 
they're going upwards of like six hundred dollars now, right? I know, I know. It's it's yeah, nuts, man. Yeah. And for whatever reason, the the three three is more expensive than the three five. So the black dial is actually more expensive than the white dial. Right. Yeah, yeah I think I, the white yeah. dial is going is like four hundred, four fifty. Yeah, I think you can yeah. still buy them on Amazon. Definitely in the yeah. UK. Um you can buy the white dial still. It's mm-hmm. it's the white dial doesn't so Omar, one of one of our buddies actually saw his his white dial one and it's not really white, it's like a cream dial. Right. I just yeah. for my personal taste, the black one is just stunning, man. Yeah, and and I've so said versatile. this I've said yeah. this story before. It's so funny. So I I owned the three three and I sold it off to buy my vintage Omega and immediately, I mean, the minute I sold it, I regretted it and I started hunting for <laughs> mm-hmm. another one. It's just, it's just that cool. It's that cool of a watch and it just yes, wears it so good. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it just fits so good. Yeah. Oh man. But so I do have a question. We, we asked this to every single one of our guests uh, and, and people we know homage watches right so i'm not talking homage from a perspective of borrowing aesthetics from another watch like that's obviously across the board that's not what we're talking about we're talking more a carbon copy one-to-one copy of another watch just slapping a different logo call it a replica if you will Mm -hmm. but a lot of people love it right a lot of people build channels around this uh we had very popular channels absolutely and we we had i mean jody of course we've Mm -hmm. collaborated with him but it was interesting to get his take on the homage watch thing i mean he doesn't mind it but at the same time he prefers an original watch and then we had oscar from i bought a watch and he's Mm -hmm. basically kind of exclusively talking about homage watches yeah but if you go to his i think instagram page i think he did buy a christopher ward or he's he's starting to compress the lucky son of the what's it yeah Yeah. it's a beautiful watch but anyway i it's one of those things it's like it 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 makes me wonder is it's so divisive right it's such a divisive topic because people get so offended when you're like i don't like homage watches they think you're a snob (laughs) or whatever but i want to see your take on it like what's What's your take on uh, homage watches? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I don't like a clomage, which is a clone of a, another watch with a different badge on top. Um, I really, I, I don't like that. Um, what frustrates me um, is how good they are. <laughs> uh, some of them are really good. <laughs> and how affordable a, they are. <laughs> yeah, so I had mm. the... Um, the Willard uh, from Steel Dive, a Steel Dive Willard. Um, and the specifications of the watch um, were better than the Willard, than the actual Willard <laughs> reissue, oh, um, apart from the movement inside. But the movement inside yep. of the Willard, of, of the Steel Dive, was still a Seiko NH35. It was still a, a <laughs> right. Seiko movement. Yeah. Right. Um, but it had sapphire glass, which... Obviously, we all know about Seikos that aren't over a certain threshold. They're, they're, they're not um, sapphire glass and, right. and all this sort of stuff. Mm. And the QCs, like Jody from Just One More Watch, he's, he's had yeah. two Willards in with QC issues, you know, yeah. missing stuff. And, and they don't help themselves, the likes of Seiko and, and, and things. I really liked um, your chat you did uh, last night with the average Joe. Um, the, because you're talking about homages and, and and everyone talks about them. And I just think if if the companies like Seiko, you know, brought the level up a little bit and just took the price down a little bit more, um, they would, you know, the, the homage stuff would be a little bit more worried about it. The fact is you've got an NH35, sapphire glass, ceramic bezel, mm-hmm. stainless steel, um, 
well, pretty well made um, from what I can see um, for like 80 quid, for, for 80 pounds, for 60 pounds, for 70 pounds, mm. you know, under a hundred dollars um, for these sorts of watches. Now, I, for one, know that not everyone can afford um, the thousand pounds for a Willard uh, Seiko reissue. And for, for me, if you can't afford that, then, you know, you go for these homage watches. Um, right. And I'm, I'm, I, pu- I completely respect that. And I love having them on the show because it, it makes me sometimes surprised as to, Gee, yeah, this is actually a blooming good watch, you know. If it wasn't a complete copy, um, I would, I would, I'd highly recommend it. And I, I can't not recommend it um, because of the specifications and, and, and the watch. But it just leaves me quite frustrated because I don't know how the hell these are made. How are they made? Who makes them? Who sells them? What are the profit margins for for the likes of these homage watches? Mm-hmm. Right. It, yeah. it, I question that. But I also then question, OK, with the likes of Seiko, what's the profit margins for Seiko if a homage is their profit margins is this? Do you know what I mean? It makes you yeah. question everything Mm -hmm. you know it's all child labor i mean we all know that (laughs) (laughs) you know you so i was just thinking about something so i i recently reviewed the islander watch the isl 40 Mm -hmm. and obviously in looking at that watch it takes a lot of inspiration from the hamilton khaki right a lot a lot oh yeah um so I, I had that here in the house. I was, you know, taking pictures, reviewing it, whatever. And my brother-in-law, he's in his 20s. He saw it. He's not into watches, right? He, he doesn't really care. Yeah. But he absolutely loved that watch. And he could care less if it was an homage of something or – because he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He yeah. doesn't care. Yeah. He just thought it was yeah. pretty. Like, you know, he's like, how much yeah. is it? I'm like 189 or something in crazy specs. Again, yeah. he doesn't know anything about specs, but no. he trusts me. And I was like, Sapphire front, Sapphire back, NH36. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you get this, this, and this for less than 200 bucks. It's actually a really good deal. Yeah. And uh, he ended up picking it up, right? He, he bought one. And really? uh, he – yeah, he wears it uh, proudly, and and it makes me kind of puts things into perspective for me because I'm 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 such a snob now that I think like <laughs> oh that looks like a khaki yeah. right like yeah. a Hamilton. Right. But he doesn't care. He doesn't. Know, he just knows the watch is good and he likes it. And yeah. and I think that's what homage watches do for the community or for even non watch people. Right? They just yeah. think something mm-hmm. looks yeah. pretty. That's all they care yeah. about. I mean, right? I, right. I, I I completely agree. Um, I take it like music as well. Like. I'm a huge Beatles fan. I, I'm, I, you know, m- my father loved Beatles and I love Beatles and that's what inspired me to, to, to be in a band and, and things like that. But when I hear like a song has been covered by the Beatles um, and, and there's kids that know the lyrics and, but think that the, this band or this group oh, come up with that song. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. that, that hurts me, P. Ross. That hurts <laughs> right. me. Yeah, I know. That hurts me. This I is know. not their song. Know you feel. know this is not their song. Oh, man. I, know I cannot, the cannot handle that. And, right. and we're, we're like that with, um, with the homage watches, right? Yeah. You know, it's, right. It's, it's, similar, it's a similar thing. If they know the backstory and, and they know that this isn't a, um, <laughs> this isn't a, the, the, true, the true Hamilton of that, then, then I'm, I feel better about it. That's why I like to inform on, on the shows. But um, yes, it's a funny one because I, I, I as I said, I'm, I'm, I like the specifications and, and the build quality is good. Um, but the materials, I mean, are they dodgy? I mean, where do they get the materials from? It, it's just, it, it's, it, there's a lot of questions 
Um, but on paper and when you handle one, it's, right. it's impressive. Right. Well, that's so, that. that okay. I was just going to say that's the reason actually why I picked up the Pagani design to begin with because there was so much hype and so many people talking about it and the specifications yeah. on paper were incredible. I'm like, yeah. wait, so you mean to tell me for eighty bucks I get all that? This yeah. is not. There's something yeah. to it. So I picked it up. I wasn't fully impressed with the finishing some of the mm. things but i'm like at the end of the day this is an 80 dollars watch like this is right. crazy so i i get the appeal but also from a mass market uh, appeal let's talk about something different cars right there's so many cars that are homages of other cars like yeah. straight up replicas like they just changed the badge of yeah. them you know what i mean <laughs> and people are okay with that yeah. because they're yeah. like well i can't afford the expensive things so i'll just buy this one and it's fine yeah. like nobody makes fun of them you know um over here in the states i don't know if over there where you live they have them but chrysler 300 right remember Pete when they yeah. first came out look like it look exactly like a phantom exactly right for for a <laughs> fraction of the cost and and yeah. people were actually modifying them to look like a like a phantom right. and, yeah. and 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 yeah. it's okay i mean that's what they like to do that's what they like yeah. to drive but yeah Anyway, <laughs> so as far as the the homage watches go, what do y'all think, or or how what particular aesthetic are y'all tired of seeing when it Submariner. comes? Submariner, Submariner, <laughs> of course. Submariner. Yeah. yeah, I agree with yeah. that. I agree. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think so. It's such it's a it's a home run, isn't it? It's 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 an easy it's an easy thing to make money on. Of course, uh, of course. It's, it, it, it is the best, probably the best, most iconic watch in the world. And it's, you know, and James Bond wore it. And, um, you know, it, it's it's just easy to make money on. It's easy to make money on. And this is why it's done. But I think the watch community are definitely starting to get a bit tired of, of seeing, you know, Rolex Submariner and stuff. But but um, the, the, the reviewers, us reviewers, we're not the ones buying these uh, a lot of the time. And... Um, they'll they're, they're be going for as long as they can, you know. I just yeah. don't know. I just don't know why watch companies don't patent their their designs. I just don't right. understand why that is. I mean, the Pagani Pagani has made a living off of making a watch exactly the same as Rolex and Omega and and, and Omega, Samara. yeah, from yeah, that. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible stuff. At least when you do a cover of a song, they get royalties. You know, right. I'm not saying right. Rolex need any more money than what they've got, but um, but you know what I mean. There's some sort of mm-hmm. if you do a cover of a song, they get the royalties. You know, right? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, man, homage watches are just um, they're 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 a money grab in a sense for both companies and also for YouTubers. You know, they they know it's going to be popular once they uh once they put yeah. them out or put out a video of, of something like that, it's definitely going to get a lot of views, you know? So, right. Yeah. I, I mean, I bought, I bought one, um, <laughs> one for the show. I bought a blue, sure. uh, I bought a blue Samaritan, but I bought it for my dad mm. for Christmas. Oh, and my okay. dad, he's not into watches. Um, he's not really into watches. He, he, he likes the shows that I've done, you know, and he, and he says his thing, you know, um, but I, I gave him, I gave him, pretty much things that he never would get from a watch in the high street for the money that you pay. And that's the thing as well. You would never buy a watch. You could never afford a watch in the high street that had a ceramic bezel, sapphire glass, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, automatic movements, you know, th- there may be a couple of TSOs, but my dad wouldn't, he'd never pay hundred pounds for a watch or over that hundred dollars mm-hmm. for a watch. He'd never would do that. So I gave him a little package with a see-through exhibition case, 
for I tell you what it is. It's a great watch to get into the hobby. Right. Homage okay. watches are great watches to get into the hobby because right. you can see you can see that especially with a, an exhibition case back. But you can beat that thing. You can play with the thing. You can you can really wear that thing out, and you can get to know a mechanical watch, and then you can look at the history. Then you can move on to something original right. like a Seiko and and things like that. So they have their place in a positive way for me. There, right? Know? Yeah, no, I yeah, agree. Sure, I agree. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, you're a tennis instructor. What's your stance on athletes wearing watches while playing the sport? Like that tennis uh, player, right? Wearing that right. uh <laughs> Richard Mille. Richard Mille, yes. yeah. Richard Mille. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm uh, I wear a lot of watches when I when I work. Um when I, I wear a lot of sports watches. I'm I'm a diver watch fan, so I will wear the beaters um the automatics but i i tend to wear digital watches because i know that they are not um you know they're not going to get um ruined if i jar something um or i fall or i fall um yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know if i was playing a proper game of tennis i would not wear a, a, a automatic watch or a, or a mm. mechanical watch i wouldn't do that i would probably wear a g-shock if i could handle the size of it um i tend to wear my little digital watches my little a168 um my little um retro sort of 80s 80 digital watches yeah. i mean I, I tell you what those watches get far more praise from others than really than ex- more exp- <laughs> yeah yeah if i've got uh mm. if i've got a um the gold a159 mm, right uh, casio yeah. or the or the silver a168 you know with the cool little blue touches around the 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 dial you know it gets far more praise than than mm. a, the, the that's interesting right all right yeah oh yeah from sure. my kids from my kids <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. just curious for for your whole tennis career obviously you're an instructor but did you ever make it professional or did you was that your goal or how did you even no, get started no, no, into no. that I, I just i love i love sport and i love the social element of sport i love sport and social um because i like i like talking to people i, I, I love people talking um i got a degree in graphic design um, when I was uh, in my late teens and it took me a year of working part-time and looking for a job in graphic design after I got my degree. And then, and then I realized it wasn't the job for me. Um, I'm too, got I've got it. too much energy to be sitting down um, uh, making someone's rubbish business card. Uh, <laughs> so I, uh, I, I went to the local tennis uh, club um, and I said, I, I want to be a tennis coach. Obviously, I was quite good at tennis at the time <laughs> because that would be madness if you did and you didn't play tennis. Um, right. <laughs> they said, yeah, you can you, you come and be a tennis coach. We'll pay for your courses to do your instructor courses um, as long as you stay with us for six months and help and, and work with us. So I did that. And after six months and one day, I left them. And um, and yeah, the rest is history after that. So mm. that's how I got into it. And, and, and I love tennis coaching because at the time I was in a band and it was very flexible. There wasn't certain days you were working. You, you okay. never worked a nine to five. You could work in the evenings. You could work in the, in the mornings. Um, it, was a, it was a great job for doing other stuff, you know? Got it. Oh, cool. So what Whoa. about the, the, the band? I know you're huge. Obviously, you, got, you guys got some, some, a lot of music out there. Is that something you wanted to do professionally? 
it, it was at the time. It was at the time when I was in my, you know, early mid, um, late twenties. You know, it's it's we got told at one time when I was in the band to give up your day job, um, but n nothing really ever came from it after we released an album. Um, I I, I love the, the the camaraderie and the the banter and 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 the connection you have with three others or four other people in a band. Um, and I love how you go through a journey with them. And, and I love that. Um, whether it would have been the right move for me, I was getting to mid to late twenties and, you know, I hadn't, we hadn't properly made it. Um, and, and I was looking at marriage and buying a house and, and things like that. So I, I now write for others, um, other youngsters with hopes and dreams of their own. Um, which I, I really like. And, and occasionally I come up with my own songs, um, just releasing because I enjoy it. Unfortunately, Miguel and Pierre Ross, it's the thing that I think I'm best at and it's the thing I get the least amount of money for. Um, wow. You know, it, so, so yeah, it's a shame, but I, I, I love it. I, I love it. I, 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 I don't know where I would be if I didn't have a guitar or I didn't know how to play a guitar and sing. I would probably be... Um, not here, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it, yeah, it's, right. Yeah. So yeah. Have you ever collaborated with anybody famous or anybody that um, we know? Or no, 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 not really. I played on the bill with with with. Um, I don't know if you would know any of them. They're, they're quite big in in England. Like the feeling I played. If you heard their songs, you would you would know. Right. Um, but cast their, their English um, band. And the seahorses, okay. The, the um, the Stone Roses. Have you ever heard of the Stone Roses? Mm -mm, they they no. were huge. Fool's Gold. If you if you if you listen to Fool's Gold, um, that you'll like the beat of that. P. Ross, you will like the beat of that song. Um, oh, okay. But um, yeah, there were so the guitarist from Stone Roses, a massive band, um, back in the late eighties and nineties. He was in a band <coughs> called the Seahorses, and and I supported. The lead singer of that. I've done loads That's of different cool. things. I've, I've played loads of festivals, and you know, I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't desire to do that again. Um, I just like making music. I like making. I like creating. So, it gives me an avenue. Right. That's, That's very cool. That's very cool. All right. Well, hey, sure. we're we're at the part of the show where we talk about other things. So it's your platform, your time to talk about whatever you want. And and obviously you're a huge '80s junkie. So am I. I mean, obviously I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. in '80s. I know Pete Ross is a little older than us, but it's okay. I'm sure he he uh, uh, loves the I, '80s I, as well. I'm, I'm still an '80s guy, man. Still, an yeah, 80s. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. but anyway, you could talk about whatever you want. So take it away, man. Uh no. I mean, I I. Cartoons. Cartoons are a big thing. I still love cartoons. Mm -hmm. I, I like showing my daughter cartoons that I watched at, at the eight in the eighties. Um, okay. You know, some some she dismisses straight away. Others she loves, like Thundercats. She absolutely oh, loves okay. Thundercats. Classic, Classic. Yeah. Classic. She loves it. Classic. She she loves He Man. Classic. Um, yeah. Classic. She didn't like She-Ra. She didn't like She-Ra. She didn't like She-Ra. No. No. Classic. But wow. she liked He Man. Who does she um, like? Skeletor. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I was surprised that she wasn't scared by him because when I was a kid, I was scared of He's kind of creepy. Yeah. yeah. Um, definitely for me, I had Grayskull, Castle Grayskull. I had all the figures. Yeah. I, I had them all, man. Um, right. uh, uh, I loved Mask. Did you ever watch Mask over there where you are? M -m -m Mask. Mask. Da -da -da, no. da -da 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 this was the flagship. Yeah, was the yes, yes, no. yes. I know this what you're was... talking about. Yes. 
Cha 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 cha. Yeah, yeah, yes, cool. yes. So yes, guys, yeah. guys that had helmets and they could do certain things. Right. And right. mask was a massive thing in my childhood. Right. I love mask. Um, WWF. Of I love the WWF yeah, of yeah, the eighties. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Not so much nowadays, or even in the nineties. Um, right. I just, I'm a huge Hulk Hogan fan. I loved, I love ah. the characters. I love the characters. Um, P. Ross. About right, um, right. You know, like Macho, Macho Man. Man. Yeah, I love Macho Man. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. well, well <laughs> my, my favorite wrestler is Ric Flair. So. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. If, if anyone can sell a bonk to the face, it's Ric yeah, Flair. Right. He was amazing yeah. at selling. Yes, he was. Absolutely loved him. Um, yeah, I see yeah. the Transformers in the background. Optimus Prime. And... Got Optimus Prime. Yeah. Original OG. Yeah. Yeah, Ross, OG. yeah, that's hot. The Turtles. Um, I got that's that's Turtles from the 90s yeah. movie that I absolutely right. love the 90s oh, movie. Oh, love. Yeah. I've got Honky Tonk Man. Yeah, the I Honky see. Tonk Man. Right. Um, a big uh, Back to the Future fans. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. that's cool. Yeah, that is cool, isn't it? That's a yes, sir. Um, you sure do know how to hydrate a pizza. Right. Um, yeah. So I, right. I love, I love Back to the Future. That's that's my that's my favorite film. Back to the Future Two is my favorite all time film. It's just got everything in it. I my yeah. my life has been without me knowing it, and maybe you guys as well. But time has been a great or a massive thing in my in my life you know watches oh, yeah. you know and uh films about time um ghostbusters i'm a huge ghostbusters course, fan. Yeah. classic um, classic yeah i'm a bill murray fan i love bill murray um i'm a b-ball fan i'm a basketball fan i love love basketball i went to um i went to miami in 2010 and i got quite heavily into the miami heat okay at, cool. at the time um and then that's what and then i was suddenly a LeBron fan after that. I was a huge <laughs> LeBron fan. Wow. Um, well, we all make uh, mistakes. I mean. Yeah, I know. Sorry, sorry. Um, but I went to see him play at the Madison Square Gardens uh, against the Knicks. Um, oh, New he York. Was with the Cav- okay. Where he was, he was with the Cavaliers, and right. I got, I got. Mm. It was like he was playing on a different level. It was quite strange to watch because he was breezing through players like no one else was doing. Yeah. You know, DeMarcus Cousins and, you know, you had you had some good players there. But, I mean, very special, very special human, you know. Right. That, that. So, yeah. obviously, I mean, I, I'm in the 90s. I'm a massive Space Jam fan. And we oh, all yeah. know who the real GOAT yeah, is. Of course. We all know oh, yeah, of course. MJ. Yeah, for sure. For we sure. all know. We all know. But, right, but, right. but, unfortunately, I was never around to see him, MJ, um, play live. Um, I've seen a lot of live matches games on on youtube and that watching him and he's Crazy. on a different level yeah his jump jump fades oh it's right. very special insane um, yeah yeah his work basketball. ethic too i mean i, I don't oh. know if you guys you guys saw that that uh documentary with michael jordan yeah. right the what was it called yeah. i forget what it was called oh uh, yeah i yeah, know what I, you're talking about but yeah, I know what you're talking his about. work ethic is just in, insane i mean that he he was good because of natural talent but the work yeah. that he put in it's just crazy oh, yeah. and everybody was you scared of the guy right see, yeah oh yeah absolutely <laughs> mm-hmm. um he's he's the kind of guy that you know a competitive guy even in a game oh. of cards or, or tiddlywinks or, or golf throwing balls or, or golf he, he was so right. competitive they never switch off and that's the one price you pay from being an elite an elite elite athlete yeah. is that right. you can never switch off like i bet you know even when he's playing cluedo 
he's still hundred percent all in, and he'll, oh, he'll yeah. get really peed off if yeah. he doesn't win. You know? Oh yeah, for, for sure. sure. <laughs> and by the way, he has some insane uh, watches too. So <laughs> right. Yeah, he's got a pretty heavy collection. So yeah. P. Ross, other things, talk to well, us. Well, Mandalorian, or what are you, you going to talk about? Mandalorian, oh, Mandalorian is over. I'm a, but, okay, thank God. But, you know what I'm saying? But I'm a huge fan, though, P. Ross. I'm a huge fan. That's what's up. That's <laughs> no, what's Russell, up. don't say that. That's I what's am, up. Man. Oh, what I finally got my... What is he unboxing? Let's see. <laughs> Speaking of Michael oh, Jordan. Nice. Speaking nice. of Michael Jordan, look at that! Finally got them in the reverse yeah. breads. Oh, oh the lows. Yeah, man. They are beautiful. Omar's probably drooling right now over the screen. Omar's a yeah. friend of ours. That he's a huge yeah. uh, sneaker guy. Yeah, I'm gonna, I, have, to send, I'm gonna love, have to send him pics. I love P. Ross on the documentary. Um, his last match he played, and he wore his first. Nike shoe. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you're, right. And he, he was uh-huh. in blisters at the end, wasn't he? Right. He could yeah. hardly walk. Uh-huh. <laughs> it just shows you just shows you in from when he got his first endorsement to the right. end to the last endorsement, how yeah. far trainers had come, sneakers right. had come Sir. from from from, from right. that time, you know? Yeah. Other than that, uh I started watching the third season of Cobra Kai, finally. Oh, okay. What so you think? I, I I haven't finished it yet. But it's pretty good so far. It's pretty good. Do you watch that, Russell? I, I watched the first two or three or four episodes when it was on YouTube to start with. It started on YouTube. Right. Yeah. Um, and I got in, I did get into it, but I tend to only watch it something if the wife's into it as well. And uh, she's very right. close to, to liking it because she loves Karate Kid. I mean, who who didn't like, who who right. doesn't like Karate Kid that was born right. around in the 80s, you know? Karate yeah. Kid with so, the, the crane. The crane, the crane yeah, the crane, yeah, yeah, man. absolutely amazing, crazy. Well, other things for me, I mean, I don't think I've watched a lot of TV. I've just been really focused on my on my videos and and doing different collaborations. It takes so much time to do all this. I mean, you you guys know this, right? So especially with the podcast and Instagram and a Spanish channel, and I, I hadn't uploaded. Okay anything to my Spanish channel in like about close to three weeks. So yesterday mm. I focused on uploading uh, a, a video there and we're a hundred subscribers away from a thousand on that, ch- wow. on that, on that, uh, on that awesome, uh, channel, which is cool. But man, some of the people over there are kind of rude. Like my people, my <laughs> Latin American people, man, holy smokes. Like, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm doing my reviews or whatever, and I'll throw a few English words in there just because it's easier for me, or I, I just can't find a definition because yeah, yeah. I don't speak Spanish every day. Right. And oh my goodness. They'll crucify really? me. Right. Like, mm. oh yeah. Oh, if I want to watch uh, something in English, I'll just go watch an English thing. You, you if you're going to speak Spanish, you better do the whole thing in Spanish. Wow. Or, got this wrong or you pronounce this wrong or, and it's like, no offense. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a professional or anything, but if you go to the Spanish reviewers, like watch channels, yeah. all they do is kind of like hands on kind of not that great production. There's no great B-rolls. There's no yeah. stuff that I like to do. So I like to think I'm one of the few in Spanish that does the things that I do. Yeah. And yet my channel is not getting a lot of traction, but maybe it's a different crowd. You know, maybe the, the yeah. Spanish speaking crowd uh, resonate more or st- or they, they connect more with somebody in front of the camera and just showing a watch like this i don't know you know and and i'm not trying to bash anybody because i'm actually friends with fernando we've been trying to have him on the show the name he has two channels uh collecting vintage watches is his english one Mm -hmm. he has about close to ten thousand subscribers but his spanish one 
Uh, the guy's from Mexico. He's a little older guy. Um, uh, Todo Reloj means like everything watches. He has almost 50,000 subscribers on there. Wow. And all mm-hmm. he does is just, just like that. Like I told you, he just either talks in front of the camera or he'll switch the camera and just show the watch. But no crazy B-roll, no nothing. But yeah. he's just talks all the time about just watches and people really like that. Yeah. But anyway. That's cool. You know, that's that's it, it's interesting. YouTube is one of those things that you just can't figure out. There's no formula to it, right? Somebody nah. could tell you, oh, do this. It no, just, it, no. no. It, it is crazy. Right. It is crazy. But uh, listen, I, I continue what you're doing, man, because you're on a you're on a great path to it. So I just continue it and uh, you'll shine through. Yeah, no, for sure. Hey, it's a passion. It's a passion project. It, 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 yeah, it is for all of us. So let's just continue doing it. But for Russell, sure. where can people find you? <laughs> I tried to stay hidden, Miguel, to be honest. Okay, perfect. Um, no, uh, no, I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if you th- go on YouTube and type the Mad Watch Collector, um, uh, Instagram MWC2020. Uh, okay. Yeah, find me on there. Very cool. Uh, P. Ross? Ross Wristwatch Love everywhere YouTube, uh, Instagram, Facebook. All right. He's there. He is everywhere. He is everywhere. Yeah. So SoCal, yeah. SoCal Watch Reviews on YouTube, uh, Instagram, of course, and the Facebook. I, I know we haven't done much, but P. Ross uh, does manage that portion of our, of our oh, podcast. Oh, you, you know, it's uh, it, it's blowing up a little bit. We're getting a, a, a little bit of traction on Facebook. So really? go over okay, there cool. and check out the SoCal Watch Review podcast on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Get into it, y'all. Come cool, on yeah. now. Nice. And then the Spanish channel is called Relojando. I throw it up on my Instagram every once in a while. So if anybody... Say that again, Miguel. Say that again. Relojando. Relojando. Yeah. Relojando means like watch something. Yeah. Fantastic, isn't it? I wish I could speak Spanish. Relojando. It's it's an interesting language, man. It's it's definitely an interesting language. Um, But anyway, hey. Russ, thank you so much for coming on. P. Ross, thank pleasure. you for your time. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully, we can collaborate again. I know you got to run. You got to do a live thing with uh, Average Joe, right? Absolutely, yeah. Right. So go. I mean, right people listening to this, uh, they're probably going to listen tomorrow or something. But yeah, we'll, we'll go support you today. We'll go support <laughs> oh, yeah, you later on. We'll, Absolutely. We'll, uh, you know, Average Joe's a great guy. We we Absolutely. we've had him on the show. Um. So anyway, shout man, out to Average Joe. Thank you so much. Uh, you gentlemen stay uh, stay safe. And can, can, I, can I say one thing? Absolutely. Go for it. Um, what is the quote? The quote. I don't forgot the quote that quick. Wow. We don't lose. We either win or learn. Great quote. Mandela. That is great. Mandela. Great quote. That's a great way to end the show. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. And everybody listening, stay humble. Bye.